Welcome. Welcome in to Sports Talk Chicago. All gas, no brakes. If you're looking for the same old sports talk, get out. You've come to the wrong place. Hey, we ain't come this far just to come this far, you hear me? I tell you what I see, I tell you the truth. We going hard today. We're fearless, bold, and highly opinionated. This here show. This show is so hot right now. The biggest guests, the hottest takes, and the best interviews live right here. Do you actually remind me of Dan Patrick? Because you ask great questions, you have the knack, you have the gift. On Sports Talk Chicago. Yo, Chicago. Here's your host. The guy's an absolute stud. John Zagul. Hi, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to see all of you here with us all across the country on our great affiliates on radio. Also having all of you here with us on YouTube at Sports Talk Chicago. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hang out with us. 18,000-plus subscribers, and we appreciate all of you. Such a growing and fun community that we're a part of. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. And for these first two segments of today's program, we have a legend here in the Sports Talk Chicago universe. He's a great friend of this program. He's actually made the most appearances ever on this show, which I, I think he might know about that. But he's a sports radio pioneer, sports radio legend, host of the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, and a contributor to the Barroom Network. Great friend of ours. It's Mike North. Mike, how are you? I love you, buddy, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and the crew. And I got to tell you, it's an honor that I've been the most uh, – uh, I've been on the most uh, on your show. Thank you very much, John. And I hope that we continue to do it. And may everybody stay healthy coming up with this uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and everybody else. And remember all those wonderful things you say on Thanksgiving. You'll forget about them by January, but try to stick to most of them. You know what I'm saying? You know, let's try to get along and <laughs> let's hope for the best and, you know, all this other stuff. And by, you know, by December 10th, you're, you got a knife out. So just, just, uh, you know, Enjoy. Have a great Thanksgiving. It's great you got to I know I've been reading. I read in Jim O'Donnell's column, John, that the Herald out there, a great newspaper here in the Illinois area, six, seven new affiliates and catching up every day, my friend. So it's great to be on. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you for those kind words. It's great to have you here. Um, there has been so much going on in Bears universe that we're going to get to, and it feels like we're a little bit overdue. This is my fault. So I'm happy we're catching up now. There's so sure. much happening. That's all right. I want to start with this. Your overall thoughts on this Bears season so far are what? Disaster. Absolute disaster. Every week they're trying to dress it up with this guy did this or that guy did that. Somebody's getting better. Somebody's going to be a big star someday. You know, there's all talk. It's all rhetoric. Uh, You know, the quarterback uh, uh, has a joyride I've never seen in my 60 years of of arguing about sports. I started arguing about sports when I was 10. And there's no way on any street corner. And what's funny is when I leave, you know, the studio or when I'm out done with the odds couple and I see people and you'd see people on the street, I see people taking a different take towards fields and the bears than I read on Twitter that he's a franchise quarterback and all that. So I don't know if it's the people on radio or the media. It seems to be that's promoting him. I mean, you can break down. I mean, I saw the other day Brian Baldinger breaking down a great play by Justin Fields on tape. He goes, look, at not too many guys could do this. And with all due respect to Brian, I love him. Now, I can cut you up 10 pieces of tape of passes that he should have made, passes that he missed. And passes that he doesn't see, but you don't see that as much. I know on my 
podcast, um, uh, the Mike North Press presser that I do with Aldo Gandia. Aldo uh, has broken down fields missing receivers wide open. But where do you see these scouts or where do you see these TV analysts? Well, because they're all in the pot for him. He, you talk about a double tier of justice in this country. There's a double tier of justice for quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky was 29 and 21 through 64 touchdowns, 37 interceptions. He went to the playoffs twice, won 11 and three one year. And I, and I got to hear he's a bust. And then what's this guy? That's all. I just want an answer. And people tell me, and, and they'll bring everything. Well, it's the team around him. No, you got DJ Moore. You got capable receivers. You got Komet. You traded Montgomery, but Herbert and his other guys are good. So I'm trying to figure out when's it going to be his fault for some of this. He's 0-8. They don't tell you this on Get Up. They won't tell you this on uh, the Stephen Smith show. I mean, I'm seeing people telling me this is why he's got the chance of your franchise quarterback. No. Herbert's a franchise quarterback, and he's not winning. You got watch Herbert and Allen, and then tell me Justin Fields will ever be them. The answer to big fat no. I'll just look at you like, are you out of your mind? You got a backup quarterback two and two. The Bear backups are six, six and seven with this team, and he's six and twenty six. <laughs> he's zero and eight when he's got the ball last with the chance to win the game. So there's no clutch gene in him. You could say whatever you want. He threw for the same amount of pass yards last week as Bajan. And I'm hearing and I'm reading from people that this is why they're going to stick it out with him. Well, you know what? I don't have no problem with them sticking out with them. Bring him and Bajan back and bring every backup you can find from Mitch Trubisky to Minshew. I watch Pete Carroll, John. They lost Russell Wilson. If that was the Bears, it would take them 20 years to replace him. But you got a 71-year-old coach who I would take in a heartbeat, who has a system. He plugs in a backup named Geno Smith, and I'd take Geno Smith tomorrow if Pete Carroll was coaching him. So sooner or later, if you trade up for a guy like Justin Fields, you got to stop that he's a project or it's not his fault. That's on his record, and everybody in football knows it. It's just the 70% of the Bear fan base and 90% of the media that is trying to tell you it isn't. I've been around a long time. I've never seen a joyride for a guy like the media has given him. That's a great point, Mike. How aggravating is this for you? Because mm-hmm. you and I have done shows for years on this yeah. program discussing the Mitch Trubisky, quote-unquote, uh, media coverage around him. So, how interesting, how aggravating is this for you to see this reversal where they hated well, on Mitch, Mitch is gone, he did great, yeah. and now with Fields, they're loving on him, and he's right. a six and twenty-five quarterback. He's given well six and twenty-six now. He's he's given himself uh he's been had the joyride of his life. I mean, I'm glad he can run. Fine. That's not how that's not gonna win you. Brad Big said it. Brad Big said if he runs like that every game, he'll never last. He's not right now at that point where he could come in and be a Herbert. 
I, I heard the stuff with Cutler. I've heard it all. Mitch Trubisky was the best. The Mitch Trubisky is the best starting quarterback the Bears have had since before Jay Cutler. He was 29 and 21. Jay was 51 and 51. 500. This guy won despite Nagy, and then they shoveled him along. They brought Fields in for some reason. I didn't like it. So I'm tired of being asked to explain my Mitch stance. Explain your Fields stance to me. And don't give me the pre-draft hype. That's what everybody's going, he's going to be good. Yeah, no, <laughs> not yet. Maybe he will, but don't paint a picture and show it to me and say it's in color when it's in black and white. I've been around too long to fall for this bull crap about him being a franchise quarterback. If you really think the Bears will win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields, you're out of your minds. You're all out of your minds, period. And, that, and the same with Bajan. At least Bajan's two and two. How do you go two and two with the same team? That's all. These are questions I never hear asked too much. They just say, oh, he's good. I mean, if he was applying for a job on another planet that had a football league, and the grand exalted czar said, come in. It says here you played for the Chicago Bears. And we have an intergalactic football league now that we're going to start on Mars. Why did you go 6 and 26? <laughs> Why well, didn't go 6 and 26? It was the guys around me. Um, <laughs> we didn't have teams that were good, and every coach I had wasn't good. Well, did you bear any responsibility? Well, I felt bad, but the media and everybody covered for me, so I just kept going with it. And, uh, well, how do you explain that the other guy went 29 and 21? Well, they didn't like him for some reason. I don't know, you know, who knows why they didn't like him, but I guess because they were winning and they, you know, this coaching staff didn't really like him. So he was 29 and 21, and it says here Mike North was the only guy really that liked him out of like 200 media members in Chicago. Yeah, well, well, how long's Mike North been around? <laughs> well, 32 years. He, he, you know, he's. And how about these other people? Well, they've been around a long time too. But he's. He, well, how many other quarterbacks did Mike like besides Trubisky? None. And how many did the other people like? Well, some like Foles, some like Dalton, some sort of, uh, you know, Love Fields. Um, you know, Foles was a big favorite after the Atlanta game. 90% of the media jumped on for him, sir. But, uh, you know, we don't bring that up too much. Uh, I'm just trying to get going. I'm starting to learn the game going into my fourth year next year. <laughs> that's, I mean, seriously. Right. It's so true. And, and it's, that, 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 that's, that's how it would go. Yep. And, and it, I, I, I've had people tell me they don't want to be wrong about fields. That's why for some people, it's more important for them to be right about fields than for the Bears to actually win. Because I found it odd that not one person, not one, said, well, why don't we stick with Bajan? He went two and two. Because they didn't want to get run over. They don't want to get beat up. They don't want to be called everything from not knowing football to a racist. Period. They don't want they don't want to go through the aggravation of what they'd have to go through on social media. 
you know, my simple question is when they bring in the, the skin color, is that your defense? That, I mean, what's your defense? That so, you don't like it? I would take Lamar Jackson tomorrow. So shut the hell up. Take the race stuff and throw it away. I like the guy named Vince Ovens back in the 70s. He was handled wrong. He played for USC. Had an arm like a cannon. They had bad teams. Not as good as the one Fields is on. I mean, I vote for the Chicago Defender, so don't play the race card with me. I'm the first white guy to ever write for that paper. It's an all-black newspaper. Don't play that game with me. I could teach I could teach African-American history. So, so don't go down that road. And I would take Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, right now I would take. Right now. Geno Smith. I'd take Baker Mayfield. I'm not kidding you. I'd take all these guys right now. Because I haven't seen the win gene. I haven't. And when people go, well, you just said make Baker Mayfield. They went to the playoffs with Cleveland. And and the infancy of when he got there. And Tampa's a better team right now. So all I'm saying is you got to report what you see. And people on the street from what they tell me, what's everybody looking at? Period. Mike. Mike North here with us on Sports Talk Chicago, and you couldn't be more more right in terms of your on-the-street comparison to social oh. media, because I talk to people every day, like you, and it's yeah. always, I don't know. I don't know about Justin Fields. I'm not that's really a, sold on him yet. That's the best answer you can get. Right. And I respect that, because we don't know, but right now we know it's not working. Correct. Exactly. And you hear it from a cross-section of people. Then you get on the media with Dan Orflowski's and the other people, and they're jumping ship. See, the national people will pick your quarterback. And then when it doesn't work on, they just move on to the next one. I mean, I got people actually that that love fields that were all ready to, to, to draft Caleb Williams. And since he got beat up by Notre Dame, He's been seen crying in the stands with his mommy and shutting out the media. So I'd rather have Justin Fields any day of the week. I'm not a hater. But I'm not taking a Pac-12 quarterback. Bo Nix went to to Auburn. He got benched. He was touted to win a Heisman Trophy. He goes to Oregon, where they play no defense anywhere in that Pac-12, and he throws six touchdowns last week. And And he's for the Heisman. People wake up. All you you need a good team around these guys. You got to be able to project. And and what what I think about Bajan is, Bajan is playing with athletes that he never dreamt he'd play with. So when he throw a pass across the middle, the Division Two receiver would be in stride to catch it. When he throw the pass over the middle. To an NFL receiver, it was a yard behind him. But yet he adjusted and won two games. I see Justin Field. He played for Ohio State. He never dreamt he'd play with athletes that were inferior to some of the athletes he'd play. He played with at Ohio State. Follow along, folks. So now he's throwing balls or having enough time to throw four or five seconds at Ohio State where now he's got to get rid of the ball on any NFL team in less than three, and he can't. And when he does, it's a five-yarder. 
And people say, well, Mike, what was he supposed to do the last fourth, the fourth quarter? I get that. Eberflus is not a very good coach. We know this. I think Getsy's got potential. I don't know what happened to the Lamar Jackson package that the fields people that he put in the first three quarters in the fourth quarter. You do that, you got you're going to win the game. You played careful. You played not to lose. I don't blame Justin Field for that. He busts his ass. Like I said, you can tell folks I'm not a hater. He busts his ass, but he's not winning. And now he's got a game coming up again. If he plays great, I'll come on this show and say, what a game. I've been fair with the guy. But you got to remember, I didn't want him. And I didn't want Mitch. I wanted Watson. This is so cleansing for me, John. I want you to notice. Thank you for letting me out. <laughs> That's why we're here, Mike. I have, shut here. Up for, I have a shut up for 15 minutes because I got so much <laughs> stuff under my skin right now about this nonsense. Mitch Trubisky. I didn't want anybody else. Like I said, I'm not explaining anymore. He could start for this team tomorrow and this team would be better. I know it because I've seen it. Somebody said, well, he had a great defense, which is tiresome. I said, which linebacker threw the 67 touchdowns? <laughs> and I haven't heard from him. And then I had another guy. Well, you know, my, the defense is real good. And then they come into a Mac and they got the bit that they You know, Texas, right? He was good. And, you know, the defense was good. I, I just plainly asked them all, seriously, Mitch Trubisky had five fourth quarter drives and eight fourth quarter comebacks for 13. It's let them down a lot the last couple of years, and they made the playoffs because he won four out of five. I don't forget this stuff. And then he was shuttled along. And he, they would have gone to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, if Parkey makes the kick, and yet Mitch took the blame? Right. Mitch took the blame? Everybody that knows anything about football knows that kid killed us with the field goal. And yet, two weeks later, after Parkey misses those field goals where we could have gone to the Super Bowl, Mitch is the scapegoat. Oh, we got to get somebody else. We finally find a quarterback. We get rid of him. Now, for people that think that Mitch can't start, that's not my job. Tomlin's had a bad last couple of years. They were losing 10-6 last year. You have a guy with 13 fourth quarter drives or eight winning drives. And you take him out at halftime of a 10-6 game. Pickett comes in green. They lose and they lose the playoffs by one game. Now, guess what? They fired the offensive coordinator, and guess who's next in line to be benched? Pick it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so all, he, if, and somebody said, well, he's on George Hoffman. He says, well, he's on the bench for Pittsburgh. I said, that means they got two better quarterbacks at Pittsburgh. Then we got one. Don't use the Pittsburgh Steelers as your barometer. They got six Super Bowls. They're paying Trubisky 20 million bucks, 8 million up front they gave him to sit down and hold a clipboard and be a good teammate and help this kid because he's been jagged around by them. And they apologized basically last year when they yanked him at halftime like happened to him in Chicago and said, at the end of the year, they said, we like you. Here's 8 million up front, 20 million for three years. He makes more than Justin Fields, folks. And he's the backup, period. Mike, we're going to be right back here on Sports Talk Chicago for segment two. Don't go anywhere, people. Mike North with us live on Sports Talk Chicago.
Sports Talk Chicago, here with John Zaglou. Great to have all of you back here with us. Segment two, and we are going to continue our conversation with the sports radio legend, host of the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, and the contributor to the Barroom Network, Mike North. Mike, we just discussed Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields, a great yep. discussion. I want to get your take now. We kind of alluded to this. Matt Eberflus, what the hell has been wrong with him this season? Well, I'd like to address where the hell Bill Polian is. <laughs> yes, great point. Well, here's a guy in hiding. He's like Saddam Hussein. He's in a hole somewhere after he picked this whole nonsense, number one. And his junior executives, Poles and Eberflus, at Indianapolis got the gig. It was a fix from the beginning, period, end of story. Like I said, I'll take a 71-year-old Pete Carroll to coach the Bears for the next four years. I'd have no problem with it. He's got more life on the sidelines than most coaches. I take a lot of coaches over the guy we got. Yet, their problem is at quarterback, and they know it. They know he's not the guy to take him to the promised land. I think they know either guy is. And they're going to have to figure that out. But don't, I'd rather stick with Justin, and I'd rather stick with Bajant than that. What's troubling is, Iberflus looks like an assistant on the sidelines. He doesn't have the command, doesn't have the presence. Um, I think the players sense a guy back on his heels, afraid to lose instead of going all out to win and grabbing for the jugular. You know, um, I think he does a good job covering for his team, but they also had a much of a mess over there. What still happened to the defensive coordinator? Nobody will even say anything. They said it was a death. Unless he died, okay, <laughs> then, then something's, something's not right. Right. And yet they hide things. And, and, and let me just tell you this. The Kevin Warren hiring after everybody was hired is an unmitigated disaster right now. He doesn't talk when there's a crisis. He was a guy that handled COVID completely backwards, ass backwards at the Big Ten. You haven't heard a peep out of him. He was supposed to have clear, uh, more, more. I guess. I, I guess you were supposed to have a better idea about the stadium. Where it's not even on the table. So why the hell was this guy hired? Why was he hired? I mean, what are you trying to do? What's what's what is why was he hired? If if he's not going to get the stadium. And what does he bring to the table? Because he doesn't bring leadership. You got a coach that uh, all sorts of rumors about. They said, well, he had a death in the family. Nobody's seen him for two months. The media's under lock and key. And he keeps his mouth shut about it. That's not good. So there's a lack, lack of trust up there. I think some of the players have always felt that way. Just my opinion. And uh, I just think that Eberflus, I think he's on as much of a trial this fields but when you tell justin fields you have seven weeks i give him a neutral last week they ended up losing the game he fumbles in the clutch and his weakness was the play call you have him standing still like joe flacco with hutchinson but yet fields if you know and bart Starr said this back in the day you always look for one guy on defense on every defense that can hurt you whether it's Butkus, he said, Nitschke, 
Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor. Now, if you're watching on Sports Talk Chicago and you're watching my face, of course, Hutchinson's over here. They call snap. And Fields is just looking over here like nobody on this side is over there. He doesn't see him. And if he sees him, he can roll out. It was a horrible play call. And he was unaware of the sack. Then he fumbles. And I almost lost the cover. I had the Bears plus seven, seven and a half. Thank God for uh, Darnell Wright kicking the ball out of the end zone. Because that would have been the worst beat of my life, my friend. I felt good about that. At least the Bears covered. <laughs> right. yeah. Do you think, Mike, at the end of this season, Matt Eberflus is going to be gone, right? There's no way he could survive. I'm not going to say that. I really? That, yeah. I'm not going to say that. I don't know if Poles is going to be gone. I don't know if Eberflus is going to be gone. They, they took over a mess. That's what they'll say. But they created the mess. Who got rid of Montgomery? Who got rid of Rokon Smith? I mean, don't tell me they wouldn't want either one of those guys back. I know that the Bears played well last week, but come on. You want those guys back. You know, we didn't lose. We didn't just lose Mitch, who was a winning quarterback. We lost Rokon Smith, and we lost David Montgomery. We lost 100, a catch-a-year receiver in Allen Robinson, who stuck around and bragged that it would be great to play with Fields and ended up with 36 after Mitch threw for 200 catches. But Mitch was a bust. This is my point. Right. You have a receiver that caught 200 balls in two years from Mitch Trubisky, and he caught 36 off fields. And then who was shuttled along? He was. Period. So, DJ Moore I like. I think Marvin Harrison is the guy I would take. I don't care. I think you can build from the trenches and the, uh, the draft from that point on. The defense, offense, but you got to have a, a superstar. You got to you want that? You want that new stadium? If if Warren ever gets off his dead ass, you want that stadium? You got to start bringing in some players, some name players. And Marvin Harrison is a difference maker, in my opinion, John. Mike, you bring up a great point about the stadium too. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's the Chicago Bears. I get it. Huge brand, huge opportunity, big fan base, but. Do you think this season has maybe sullied some of these stakeholders? I mean, this has been a, a train wreck of a season from off the field stuff, on the field stuff. Mm -hmm. um, things going on that are going to be different at the end of this season. Do you mm -hmm. think all of that has hurt the Bears' efforts in getting a new stadium? Well, I'm just hearing there's tax things now and everything else. Well, that's normal, usually. But I went through this with the Bears before, and they ended up at Soldier Field. And look at the monstrosity that place is. <laughs> You can't get to it. It's the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. It's the it's it to, to leave. It takes two hours to get home. It's just a bad place. It's it's a bad viewing area, I believe, and it's an ugly looking white elephant. That's what it is. I don't. You, this town can dress it up all they want. If I owned the Bears, I would already have land, and I would already have a new stadium getting ready to be built if I was worth five or six billion bucks. And if I had a, uh, and that's a six billion dollar franchise, I mean. So I would only invest because it's worth that five or six billion. And don't think it isn't. Don't read Forbes. People would pay six billion for that, for the Chicago Bears, folks. The standard bearer of the National Football League when it comes right down to it. The founder 
of the league owned that team. It's a proud franchise. And I'd have a new stadium site already. I'd probably clean a lot of house next year. I'd have Harbaugh ready to come in if I could. I'd offer him a percentage of ownership because here's what I want everybody to understand. If you give Jim Harbaugh, see, they say you can't get Harbaugh. I could get anybody I want. I got the money. And I could talk him into it. I know Jimmy. Jimmy, you know how I could talk him into it? I'd give him part ownership if I owned it. I'd give him 1%. Oh, people go, 1%, Mike? Come on. Should have a blackboard for the people that can't follow along. Don't you think, John? Are we okay? <laughs> I, th okay. I think that'd be helpful. <laughs> but that's okay. We're good. <laughs> so it's a six billion, it's a six billion dollar team. One percent sixty million. Plus your salary of like seven, eight million a year. Your ownership will only go up from sixty million. You only get one percent. If he says, Well, I want three percent, I go, okay. If I own a hundred percent. That's 97 for me. That's if I owned it on my own. Then I have Harbaugh in place. And then the stadium's being built. Instead, now I'm hearing by the time the stadium's being built, okay, there's a good chance that somebody's going to be saying, and Mike was a good man. <laughs> he had oh his problems. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, we might not get a new stadium till 2035. 2040, De Niro's kid will be a star by then. Forget about it. So I go day by day, John, with this crap. It's a bunch of BS. The stadium is quiet, though. That stadium talk is quiet. And we should have heard something. I couldn't agree more. Mike yeah. North still with us here on Sports Talk Chicago. Make sure you follow Mike North, by the way, at North2North on Twitter. N-O-R-T-H, number two N-O-R-T-H, folks. Come on, I have a funny line every so often. Stick with me. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And, Mike, before we finish up, want to get into um, some personal stuff, talk about what's going on with yeah. you. Got a couple of minutes left. Uh, the yeah. Raging Mouth documentary. So that came out with The Ballroom. I know it's on YouTube now. How did that go? That's exciting. Well, it's gone for the first two episodes, and then Eldo Gandia had health problems. He's had some health problems, and he's undergone a couple surgeries. So we have tabled that for now. It's just like making a movie if the director's not feeling well. But he's back on the mend. But we had planned to finish it all before the season, before the bear season. Now we're busy on the barn with all the bear stuff. So we're going to re uh, keep that on. Thanks for asking, John. We'll re reconvene that with the fine folks at Raul Jewelers after the bear season, which will end shortly and abruptly as usual. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still doing my uh, show. In fact, today, I don't know, it's going to air tonight. I'm doing, uh, we're doing the Thanksgiving Nods Couple edition podcast today and then it will be played on the weekend and stuff on espn 1000 uh my wife has decided to keep me around sign me to another three-year extension uh for a while i was on one-year extensions i was a little bit like mark grace but uh you know it, so everything's good the dog is having fun and you know you're doing good so everybody's healthy and that's it the bears still suck that's it nothing's changed <laughs> right <laughs> Man. And I want them to be good. That's their number one thing. I don't care. Fields ends up throwing, going 6-0, and and somebody goes, see, Mike? I'll go, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm wrong for the first time since before Cutler. 
Okay, good. <laughs> but you got to show us. Got to show us. What's the worst Bears team you've ever seen? Does this one size up at all? Oh, yeah, as far as the clutch stuff. Yeah, we've had chances to win games in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Denver game was a, was a haunting. Yes. That was bad, as bad as this one. So you, you can't have – that's not an accident. You may have an accident with one, but with two, you know, games like that. Uh, I grew up loving the Bears. Um, I want them to win. I want them to do the right thing. I'm friends with a lot of the former Bears. I'm sure everybody feels the same way, but I've always told the truth. You know, somebody says, why aren't you on some of these shows? Well, that ain't going to happen because, you know, like my wife told me, you're just too damn honest for your own good sometimes. But that's what why I'm still here. I made my bones this way. I'm not going to back off, and I'm not going to let the public intimidate me. I mean, we have teams making decisions based on public pressure. Screw that. If I would have succumbed to public pressure, I wouldn't have ever made it on the radio. He's a bum. He's this. He's that. And must have been, might have, half of it might have been true. But I always believed. And I don't know if the Bears have that belief with this current makeup of certain team members of the team. I like some of their draft picks. It's interesting. Some of them that are shining, like Komet, are Ryan Pace picks. Very exactly. interesting. Very interesting. And they decide to stay with Justin Fields. This regime, if Mike North comes in and they go, Mike, you're the owner. Mike North doesn't tell the new guy, the new GM, you got to keep the quarterback I have. Do you think we could win with Fields? Because I keep hearing, well, Poles inherited him. No. Poles decided to keep him. That made him Poles' guy. Period. End of story. They could have told him goodbye. But they got agendas over there. And Justin Fields is at the top. Drive a, If I drove a Chevy like Justin Fields drives, I'd drive it in the ditch. <laughs> and if I ate do if I went to Dunkin' Donuts and ate donuts like Justin Fields, I'd forget about the donut be stale in three days. <laughs> they, what I'm saying is they got everything. Chevrolet, they got everything wrapped into this guy. So he's the greatest since Unitas, no matter what. It's too bad I make sense, isn't it, John? <laughs> well, that's why that's why I bring you on the show. Because I know. I, just I tell you, you know, I hear some of this stuff. I see that some of this crap on Twitter, well, all over social media. I can't take it. I need somebody to come on here and you know tell me the truth. You know what I call them? The usual suspects. <laughs> yes, exactly. Look, we love Cutler. They were the ones, the media, and they're still here. I mean, I hear about this Peter King guy. You're around 40 years for a reason. Okay? You've been a great massager for the league. Okay? And and I'm not taking anything away from the man, but he's swamp. He, he'd be considered the swamp of the NFL. The same with Florio. The same with a lot of these guys. They're all paid by the NFL because they got gigs with the NFL. Period. See, this is why I lasted two years on the NFL Network. I was on for <laughs> some of their top tens. <laughs> I was picking a lot of bears anyway. That's it. Well, Mike, um, thank you so much for joining right. us here today. This was amazing. Great injection of truth into this discussion. Truth and I'm looking forward to doing this again. Way. Right? What was that? 
truth, justice, and the Chicago Bear way. Exactly. You can't massage a broken back. You can only massage a sore back, folks. And right now, the Bears have a broken back. So let's figure it out and try to win a game. How'd you like that analogy, pal? <laughs> Mike, thank you so much, man. Welcome, um, Happy Thanksgiving. Yep, same to you. We'll stay in touch. We're going to be right back here on Sports Talk Chicago. Sports Talk Chicago, here with John Zaglone. Last segment of today's program. Um, big thank you, first of all, to Mike North for joining us here today. That was so much fun. If you want to follow Mike, get more of his takes on Bears football. It might be different than what you usually see. You can head over to his Twitter at North, the number two North. Mike North, legend, been in this business for 30-plus years, been on ESPN 1000 currently, of course, one of the originals on 670 The Score. We really appreciate his time. Uh, great friend of this program. That's the 14th time he's appeared on this program, first time on our syndication network across all of our great affiliates all across Illinois and Indiana. So we really appreciate it. If you missed the interview, Go to the podcast, sportstalkchicago.com, Apple, Spotify, etc. You can listen to every segment of the show, including the two-part, two-segment interview with Mike North. Uh, it's a hoot. You're going to love it. So we're appreciative of him. Um, last segment here on the program, and we have a little bit of Bears stuff to get to as well. I want to make sure we take some time. So a couple of news stories plus a brief Bear preview uh, for their game Monday night. Remember, not going to be a Sunday. They're going to play Monday night. Um, against Minnesota and Josh Dobbs. But here's something pretty interesting. Uh, this is from Sports Mockery. Good friends over there, Eric Lambert. ESPN Insider reveals the quarterback the Bears are eyeing in the 2024 draft. This one comes from Dan Graziano. He says this quote, The remainder of this season is effectively an audition for Justin Fields to keep the job. If the season ended now, the Bears had the top pick in the 2024 draft. My best educated guess is that they'd take Caleb Williams and try to find somewhere to trade Fields. But if Fields lights it up over the next two months and shows improvement, it's not out of the question that he could be their starter again. Now, I want to read off these numbers to you. Believe it or not, these came from Adam Johns over at The Athletic. These are outstanding. Situational career numbers for Justin Fields. When Justin Fields is trailing with two minutes to go, he has two touchdowns, six picks, nine sacks, a 48 passer rating, and a 57% completion percentage. That's when he's trailing with two minutes left in the game. When he's trailing with four minutes left in the game, three touchdowns, nine picks, 13 sacks, 43 passer rating. That's Those are Justin Fields' numbers when he's behind late in the game. Justin Fields has a ton of talent. We all know that. The first three quarters in Detroit, you can go back and go on our live stream. I said it. Me and John were talking about it. The commenters were talking about it. We said, hey, great game for Fields. Solid game. High completion percentage. Good running. Little low in the yards. That's okay. They were winning. But then the wheels fell off. Now, is it on him? No. Play calling was bad, too. But the point is, this is year three for Justin Fields. And if he's a good three-quarter quarterback, that's awesome. But if he can't close in the fourth quarter, if he doesn't know how to win in the fourth quarter, if he doesn't know how to come from behind and win inside four minutes in the fourth quarter, we got a problem here in Chicago. we got a significant problem here in Chicago. So I want to bring context to the conversation and bring legitimate statistics to the conversation. Now, 
people are going to say, well, you let numbers talk the way you want them to talk. At the end of the day, these are legit, and these are great, actually, numbers from Adam Johns. These are all true, too. There's no controversy here. There's no two-way discussion or an argument. No, these are facts. You cannot deny what I just read you. Two minutes left in the game. Justin Fields has a 48 passer rating. Four minutes left in the game. He has a 42 passer rating. That's when they're trailing. So when they're winning, probably different. But when the Bears are losing and they need Justin Fields to step up and lead them to a victory, or at least lead them to get, to come back a little bit, to get back into the game with four minutes left, two minutes left, etc. He can't do it. He can't do it. For the first three quarters, he could be great. He could run for 100 yards. He could pass for 150, 200, just like he did against Detroit. But yet, inside two minutes, or inside four minutes, when losing, he just can't do anything. It's kind of surprising. I don't want to fully blame it on him even either because, you know, I wonder if maybe he's not comfortable yet. Things aren't really working yet. I mean, at Ohio State, he was clutch. He was great. But at the same time, it's his third year. He has to figure out what the problem is deep inside the fourth quarter when the Bears need him the most. And if he doesn't figure that out, amongst other things, they're not going to hold on to him at the end of the season. Wanted to bring that up. Bears and Vikings are playing Monday Night Football, 7-15. We're going to be live here on Sports Talk Chicago, so don't miss that. I'm not expecting a Bears win. Josh Dobbs has actually done very well in his limited time in Minnesota. Now, he's not a valid quarterback. I'm not going to be worried about him lighting it up, per se. But the Vikings are rolling as a blade. And they enter at 6-5. and five. They have a lot to play for. They started off bad. Kirk Cousins done for the year. You assumed, okay, it's over for Minnesota. Uh, not so fast. The Vikings are playing great, to their credit. And Josh Dobbs somehow, some way, is getting the job done for them. They have the 11th best offense in football, 15th best defense. They're middle of the pack, per se, and they're doing great. Dobbs is a 94 passer rating. And their run game, although it doesn't pop off the screen, it is consistent. They are a team that's committed to running the football all the time. Dobbs could run. Chandler could run. I know Akers is out. And then Madison, the feature back, can run. It's going to be a run-heavy game for Minnesota. If the Bears want any chance to win, they're going to have to find a way to force Josh Dobbs to turn over the football, similar to Goff. I mean, that strategy worked for the Bears. They forced three picks from Goff. They were winning, then they blew it. So I'm done picking the Bears. They're going to lose this game. It might be close. I don't think they're going to win. Real question is going to be how will Justin Fields do in primetime? How will the Bears defend Josh Dobbs? Can they force Dobbs to turn the football over? Can they force Dobbs to make a mistake? That's going to be the question. Can they force him to make a mistake? Because Dobbs, for his career, as I mean, many know, this is not a secret, he is not a good quarterback. I mean, he's been a journeyman backup for a long time, since 2018. Got an opportunity to... Play a little bit last year in 2022. And then this year has been the most he's ever played in a season in his entire career. And he was a serviceable guy for Minnesota or for Arizona. Then he got traded. And in Minnesota, so far, he's thriving. Four touchdowns, one pick in three games. And a 94 passer rating. Overall in the season, he was an 84.7, but 12 touchdowns, six picks. I don't know how to explain 
him playing well. I think maybe he has some decent personnel and getting a real opportunity for once is certainly helping. Because the Vikings as a team are not horrible. They had a couple of weak spots here and there, but Dobbs has Jordan Addison, who's been standing out since Justin Jefferson has been hurt. Jefferson may or may not be back for this game, depending on late injury reports. T.J. Hawkinson's killing it at tight end. He has 736 yards. He's their leading wide receiver. And at the end of the season, they might have 3,000-yard receivers, believe it or not, even. Even with the quarterback tumult of changing guys and Cousins getting hurt and Dobbs coming in, frankly, it's impressive, and I give them credit. And then K.J. Osborne is their number four, still has 400 yards. Osborne's going to be their number four probably with 700, 800 yards at season's end. At season's end. Meanwhile, you got Jefferson, Hawkinson, and Addison who could all get 1,000 yards. As crazy as that sounds, it's true. So the Bears are going to have their hands full from a secondary perspective in defending all of these big targets. And they're going to have to find a way to stop Minnesota from pounding the ball down their throats in terms of running. going to be a tough game, and I don't buy the Bears winning on this. Uh, I had to make a prediction today in terms of score. I'm going to actually say Bears lose 21-17. Bears are going to lose this game 21-17. It's going to be close, which is nice for the Bears' sake. Maybe Fields does well and maybe doesn't blow it in the end. He plays great, and the Bears just lose, and that's going to be a point for him. But as of right now, my guess is 21-17, Bears lose on Monday night. As Mike North said, and I agree, I'd give him a neutral grade, maybe a B-minus from last week for that game, and let's see how he does this week. No fourth-quarter turnovers is going to be a huge plus in his back pocket. I'm going to be evaluating his fourth-quarter performance just as much as the rest of the game, but especially when the Bears are down or when it's close in the fourth, can Justin Fields actually be a competent QB? Because if he can, that's progress. But we need to see it in order to believe it. And that's going to be the problem and the key with this game on Monday night. We're going to be live for it here on Sports Talk Chicago. So make sure you tune in for it and hang out with us for it as well. We're certainly appreciative of that, appreciative of all of you for being here on the live streams every game night on STC on YouTube. Um, Thank you to Mike North for hanging out with us here today. A lot of truth, a lot of good talk, a lot of laughs and fun. It's great for him to make some time for us. Thank you to John Meadows for directing and producing. I'm sure everything worked out great behind the scenes to set up the interview and get everything rolling. Um, We appreciate all of our great affiliates. I want to take this time and just say how thankful we are for all of them. In the spirit, I guess, of Thanksgiving, right? We're certainly appreciative of all of them. We're appreciative of what they do, them putting us on the air and having some fun with them each and every week. We go on the air, um, you know, all the time, every weekend per week on all these uh, different stations, ACTV, Jed TV, Cities 92.9 Talk FM, 105.5 The Ticket, all sports radio station, NWKAN Kankakee. Thank you to all of them for putting us on. Thank you to all of them for accommodating us week in and week out. We look forward to the next show. We look forward to growing these relationships with everyone. You can follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Follow me personally at John Z Sports. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit the like button on all of our videos at Sports Talk Chicago. And join us Monday night, Bears football versus the Vikings live call on STC's YouTube channel. Coverage there is going to begin around 6.45 p.m. Well, that'll do it for us here today. Until next time, 
So long, everybody.